This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ted Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Megacast. What's up, Ted? Mr. Mix, can you hear everything? I I can. Can we hear ourselves? Can you hear you? I can hear me. All I right. can hear you. Can you hear Luke Wilson? Go. I cannot hear Luke. Me neither. Is he here? He, uh, and let's check and see. Nope. Uh, he still hasn't read the text. We <laughs> talked yesterday. <laughs> He's fired up to join us. You talked to him on the phone. No, we texted. All right. <laughs> that to me is talking. <sighs> I yeah. don't talk to anyone. No, I know, but that's why I try to be careful and say I texted people. Yeah, I think it just sounds cooler if I say I talked to him. But well, I, you can see right. my excitement. Like you actually no, talked to him on the phone. No, I didn't talk to him. I just we we texted rather quickly back and forth and set this all up. And uh, uh, he said he was in and he was fired up. Now I've I've not done a lot of stuff with Zoom, but I have it all set up. I imagine he could just like when he clicks on it, he'll just join the meeting. Right. Did you put a password on it or is it no, open? It's open. Oh, yeah. Then you click on it. It should just say join with video, join with sound. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know what? We'll just do our show and hope for the best. I was feeling really optimistic yesterday, but you know, a lot can change in one day with Luke Wilson. That's the best part about Luke. We just don't know. <laughs> it's funny, man. Like, I've been running those I, I, Friday night Zooms for so long <laughs> that, like, I'm very good with Zoom. Right. Like, to me, it's pretty friendly, but, like, yeah, people that never use it get thrown off by it. I use it every once in a while. So whenever I have to do something that requires me starting the meeting, I have like that moment of panic. Like, I hope I'm doing it right. Meanwhile, it's like it's like meant for dummies. Yeah. And I'm a dummy and I should be able to do this just fine. It is called a funny too. Like our buddy, the mayor, like he's a lawyer. Right. So he was the only person that I had ever heard of that had this Zoom before the pandemic started. Right. Which I still believe Zoom started the pandemic. <laughs> You know what? That's a theory I might get on board with. I'm not a QAnon guy, but I'm a Zoomanon guy. Zoomanon. We should start that, Steve. Zoomanon. Zoomanon. Oh, you didn't hear? Zoom started the coronavirus. Yeah. Illuminati. What about Zoominati? Zoominati. You know, that's what I'm talking about. Did you get, so, chick- did you get chicken today? Yeah, I did. Oh, nice. All right. Yeah. Two slices. Or two, right. two, two, two uh, breasts. Oh, good stuff. Yes. I missed a couple weeks. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to get some today. I was on the fence. I didn't have a slice of pizza last night. Sometimes I'll, when I, I do some, like, I was doing some wrestling stuff, getting ready for a big show next weekend. Not this, all right, all right. Not this Saturday, but the following Saturday, I'm in Bellingham. Ooh. Big match for 5CC Wrestling. Just type 5CC Wrestling in the thing. Limited capacity. I think they're doing 50%. They're doing all the COVID stuff. Um, uh, all the wrestlers have been vaccinated. So everything's like, you know, we're doing everything above ground, above board. It's not like some... Oh, above ground. Above ground. I hope everyone will stay above ground. Except for Danger Dean when he steps in the ring with me, brother. What, uh, what time does a wrestling event start on a Saturday? I'm not sure, Ted. I think it's 7 p.m. <laughs> These are things I need to figure out, but I will, brother. Danger <laughs> Dean, former radio guy, actually no worked here. 
He was uh, working part of the promotions team. Dean, I don't know if you ever dealt with him. Awesome dude. Uh, did morning radio and radio in Denver as well. Uh, just a great guy. And he's also a wrestler. He's been doing it for way longer than me. Uh, but him and I are going head to head. I'm super pumped. When was he on the street team? Oh, like while right, we were here? Right before COVID hit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then I do know him. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Nice voice. God, you know, rest. All right. You know what? I used to like him. Not anymore. No. No. Danger Dean. Yeah. You can, I'll show you what danger is all about. Yeah. <laughs> Dean's awesome. I'm super do, pumped to work with him. Do you ever like pick somebody up and yell something before you slam them down? More often than not, yes. All right. Like grunts and rawrs. Like I just, or some, I drop an elbow and while, while I drop it, I yell verified. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, people know that he's from Denver. I, you know, I don't know if this crowd will. All right. Yeah. I just, I feel like it'd be awesome if you were just like, from mile high, boom. Well, if they introduce him as being from Denver, I'll have to pay attention to that. I'll keep that in my mind if it does happen. Yeah. I'll, I'll body slam him just for you. T- I'll say, this is for D. Ted Smith. Yeah, I ain't seen a Bronco this ugly since John Elway. Yeah. I don't know why I'm hating on John Elway now. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> right. But F him. Yeah. And F Danger Dean. It's the real Orange Crush. See, this is the problem. I couldn't be a good wrestler. As I, I put in so many sports references. Like, the wrestling fans, man. Right. They're not a psycho about football like you are. Right. They don't like that kind of sports. <laughs> sports entertainment. Sports entertainment. Uh, AJ Francis got a big uh, had a, a big debut in a tag match yesterday on NXT. I haven't watched it yet, but I saw some tweets about it. So that's pretty awesome. Finally, now he's wrestling in the ring. And I was on the Twitters this morning, so I saw that uh, there's a new show for AEW. Yes, that he hosts. Yeah. The Hidden Treasure Show. No, which... no, no. That's A&E. Isn't AEW the other oh, wrestling? Yes. Sorry. I misunderstood you. I'm just, I just keep looking for Luke and I, I missed a word. Uh, yeah, you're right. They're moving to uh, TBS. <laughs> so I saw a tweet this morning that says, What happens to the TNT belt when they move the TBS? Oh my gosh, yeah. And I didn't get it. And then I saw Rampage was trending. So I was like, Rampage Jackson's wrestling? And then I was like, No, that's the name of the that show. That should be their secondary show. It's going to be Rampage. Right. Yeah, they're moving everything over from, uh, I think, next year. Uh oh. Oh, it looks like someone's connecting. Do you we should be him? able to let him in. Oh, he's, I think he's in. Is that Luke? What's, ah! up? What's up? What's up, brother? How are we doing? We're good. How are you doing? Dude, I'm sorry I'm late. I'm sorry I'm late. We're very upset with you. We were just trashing <laughs> you before you realized what time it was. I was like, holy sh. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, don't make me do work. I got to edit these curses. No doubt. No doubt. How are we doing? Oh, doing really well, my friend. How about you? Look at dude. Look at you. Uh, of course, our texture. There it is. I can see. I got to take a picture. Of I couldn't see you guys a sec, but now I'm good. All right. What nice. Up, nice. There we go. <laughs> look at Luke with the long locks. Dude, it's been so yeah, long. We've long. seen you. I was going to put it. I was going to put it up, but I figured, you know, if I'm on, I got to keep. I got to let it flow. Yes. I saw something yesterday, Luke. You, you're the only friend I have that can confirm this. Are workouts tougher in a man bun? No, no, I got to change my name. I don't know why my name is ETS Windsor. <laughs> I figured it was a Canadian thing. Give me one second. We, we, we're not live right now, right? No, we're just doing that. The, the people aren't going to see the video anyway, so they're just going to hear the audio. So you can keep Oh, okay. Some. So yeah. we're good then. Yeah, ETS Windsor, that could work. That'll survive. All right, all right, all right. ETS Windsor. How are you guys doing? You guys are doing well, though? Uh, dude, just living uh, the dad life. Uh, Ted and I had a child since yeah. you last left you. Uh, it's been pretty special. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Love that. 
my dog had to have all of her teeth removed. All that, of them? Yeah, dude. How so, does she eat? Well, we're going to learn as we go along, Ted, because it just happened. Uh, just two days ago, we had to bring her in to get her teeth clean, and she's a small dog, and I guess that's an issue with small dogs. Their teeth get dirty, messed up, and like we've had a few removed in the past when we've done the cleanings, but we brought her in, and then we get the call from the, the, the vet, and it's like, hey, she's like stage four, like gum disease. We got to remove all. And I was like, well, what the Damn. hell? Yeah, apparently dogs are resilient, though. She says, yeah, at some point, she's still going to be able to eat like hard food. They just swallow it whole and digest it fine. That's like what dogs do. But I was like, this is, it's just weird, man, because now she can't keep her tongue in her mouth. So she's constantly like sticking her tongue out at us. Yeah, that's kind of f***ed up. Yes. <laughs> kind of feel bad. You know, I did too, but she doesn't, she seems like actually in a way better mood. I, I got to imagine she's been in a lot of pain and we didn't even know. Love that. I yeah. mean, I guess that's a positive then. And at least now we don't have to worry about her biting our child. So I think that's like, uh, I mean, <laughs> glass is half full. I don't know. Oh, sh- Man, I'm you're going to have to edit the hell out of this. I know, Luke. Luke, stop cussing, man. You're making Steve do extra work. I got to bleep these. Oh, you do? There's no cussing allowed? No, not for our radio station gets mad if we if we have curses on the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. That's lame. I thought you were going to say that. Hey, I know. I thought for sure you were going to say that's effed up. I was like, oh, here we go. I was going to. To be honest with you, I was going to be, I was going to drop an F-bomb. But then I'm like, you know what? I, he's gonna have to bleep it out anyways. I'll I'll just let it I'll let it ride. I was like, why well, you hate me, Ted? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Luke, I have a question. Are you playing rugby or what? What are we doing here? I I'm attempting. I want to say I'm attempting to play rugby here, Ted. I uh, I was kind of that ignorant ass. Just thought he could go and um and just play at other professional sport. Uh-huh. You know? Oh, the and Tebow. To be honest with you, there's a lot of f-ing, oh, sorry. <laughs> There's, there's a lot of rules in rugby that I, I mean, I've literally never picked up a rugby ball in my life. All right. So there's, there's like a whole other side of rugby as far as like technique and rules go that I'm, I'm better at now, but it's been a uh, long process to say the least. I don't know much about rugby other than in college, we used to party with the girls rugby team and those girls like would just throw down like they just love to drink and every time we'd hang out with them they would want to start like one of was a scrum to start off the and we'd just start off like drinking that way i mean that sounds pretty legendary i'll uh i think drinking is part of the part of the culture in rugby which is kind of a cooler deal especially for a pro sport um because you know a lot of pro sports are pretty anti-drinking now maybe not back in the day right right but uh rugby it's definitely ingrained in like the culture i mean it's weird but it's a very gentleman like game as far as like the unwritten rules and then all of a sudden it's like the gameplay itself is just like absolute carnage so it's kind of weird that like balance of uh you know it's like everybody's very polite and very gentleman or gentle lady like i guess and whatever you want to call it you know, and then all of a sudden it's like the game starts, it's mayhem. And then it's like, okay, everyone's friends again. And then the party starts, and it's mayhem. So I guess there's a lot of extremes here. You know, you're going from one end to the other pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, everything I know, I don't know a ton about rugby either, but I do know it's a drinking culture. So I'm always like, yeah, I'll go watch rugby. I mean, it's fun, man. The Seawolves here too. I mean, the guys are great. Uh, have you guys been to a game? It's a, They play Starfire. Haven't yet. Our friend is the mascot, Rucky. 
Uh, so I keep wanting to go out to, to show some support for Rocky, which is kind of random. But uh, our buddy Red, Red the Chicken Man, you know him, Ted, I believe. Yeah, of yes. course. And he's, well, a spoiler alert, but he's also Rocky the Sea Wolf. Yeah. So I'll be honest. I've been to a few games now. Obviously, I've been practicing. But, dude, the games are like, I mean, if I was a like a sports fan in Seattle, I would come check it out, man. I mean, really, the last home game, uh, I mean... There's just some bloodbath hits, man. Like, part of it, I get if you don't know the rules, it's probably a little hard to follow. But I mean, it's a violent, violent game, which is kind of fun to watch. I just, yeah. lo- I just love the way you describe it because, like, most people in America are just like, football is violent, and you're like, ah, football's football. This is violence. Was it? Weird? Yeah. Well, I, I, the difference I would say is, and you know, playing a little bit of both now. Um, I actually think rugby is safer from a major injury standpoint. I mean, obviously you can get a major injury in rugby, but for the most part, there's no, I mean, there's no blocking in rugby. So everything is kind of happening in front of you. So there's not like a lot of the football injuries I find are people falling into the back of your legs, et cetera, et cetera, Mm -hmm. where it's like in rugby, there's really no situation that I can think of where someone would dive into the back of someone else's legs, incidentally or not. You just shouldn't – that situation shouldn't show up. But to kind of go back to what you're saying there, Ted, I think why rugby is more violent is football has a ton of big collisions, a lot of handwork, you know, on the offensive and defensive line. But rugby is just like – I mean, you get in some of these – the rucks, you know, you get tackled. There's no, there's no whistle. I mean, the ball's live. So it's like, I mean, if you're really watching it, it's like the ball's on the ground, whoever got tackles on the ground, and then there's, you know, potentially two guys from each team just taking a five-yard sprint at each other and trying to smash them to either protect the ball or take the ball back. I mean, name another sport where that happens. I don't know. I think it's just a while. I mean, imagine playing – sorry, imagine playing American football and, like, you get tackled instead of, like – spot the ball go back to the huddle it's like it's a free-for-all now more guys come in <laughs> you know was it weird to watch, there. was it weird to walk into the locker room like here's luke wilson guy's been on the seahawks played in the nfl and did any of the guys kind of have like that side-eyed look to you or like you know what i mean like sometimes people are like how dare you come into our world yeah uh, maybe a few but yeah. i think uh I mean, you guys know me. I'm a bit of a character man, and now I stroll with a boombox every day. So I think I, I've been generally accepted as uh, one of the boys. And to be completely honest, they don't have a locker room either. These guys are just out here for the love of the game. Yeah. So we get uh, we put our, our boots on. I got to change all the sayings. You know, football it's cleats, rugby it's boots. We put our boots on in the in the stands and just kind of stroll out there. So uh, yeah, but there's some good banter too. Another thing. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but some of the banter from the, like, like the UK, I, I just, I mean, I don't even know what language some of these guys are speaking. I mean, it's English. <laughs> it is, but it's a different slang. I only know some of it from uh, being a soccer fan, but like boots. I mean, I kid, love it. I yeah. think it's hilarious. It's a lot more. Uh, what's the other one I love is the, the blatant use of the C word. Yeah, that's in there. Um, I, you might have to, Steve. You might have to. You might have to edit. Go this ahead. Out, this Go. Part. Sorry, <laughs> that's fine. But the word "piss" for them is like the most multifaceted word, apparently. Hmm. 
So piss is a slang for alcohol, but it can also be like drinking, but it can also be like, I'm very angry. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, you know, I've been learning new phrases like, Hey man, we're gonna have a go have a proper night on the piss. You know, it's a big (laughs) night out drinking. Right. But if I'm busting your balls, then I'm taking the piss out of you. Yes. Yes. See, that's, (laughs) (laughs) that's where, you know, it gets a little gray for me. I'm not, I'm not great at the, uh, distinguished distinguishing, which is which, but, um, I've really adopted the term piss. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. it. So what went through, was it, did they reach out to you first or did you reach out to them to say, Hey, I'm kind of interested in checking this out. Um, so I work out at a gym in Renton and I'm working out training for football. And, um, they also, the team trains here. And, um, so we go team trains here and they're like, you know, you just kind of get to know guys from coming in every day. And, uh, they were like, yo, you should put on a, a kit or uniform again. I'm, I'm trying, I don't know which terms right. to use here, the proper rugby terms of the American football. <laughs> so I put it on and like put a joking photo out there and they're like, why don't you come to practice and to be completely honest with you? Uh, the schedule is not too heavy. Like it's not the NFL schedule during the week is a lot of hours here. It's not. So I'm like, you know what, man, like kind of be good cross training. And then, uh, it's taken off from there. So now I've just immersed myself in the, uh, Seattle Seawolves vibe, man. But I'm telling you, listen, especially, especially you guys, man, if you get a Sunday night away from the, away from the kids, I know that's probably a big night. It's, but I would come out to uh, I would I would check it out at Starfire because I mean it's pure carnage out there and the boys are banging I mean they're they're going, getting after each other. Want to make a trip? Yeah, I'm well, in. I mean it's I'm not, in. It's not really my kids. I mean it's pretty easy for me. I mean it's mine, but I, I mean any excuse to get away for a night sounds like a good idea. Yeah, it's like Luke, it's still just me. I'm like, yeah, brother, I'll be there. No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> so. <laughs> My wife's gonna be like, all of a sudden you're going to a lot of these uh, Seawolves games. I'm like, yeah, sorry, sick you with the kid, but gotta go support Luke. <laughs> I mean, what do you want from me? No question. <laughs> so what else has been going on since? Uh, I mean, we haven't seen you in forever. So I mean, you said, uh, oh, I, I saw that you said you were working out at a gym, and we see the pictures and the videos. That's the, that's Lucas Gym, right? I was gonna say that is. So he also uh, when uh, Becky Lynch was you know WWE superstar when she was in town, I had a I. Did some stuff with her where we went to a uh, Pearl Jam studio and and checked out a bunch of stuff. But then afterwards, I had to drop her off, and it was at his gym. So I guess she works out there when she's in town as well. Yeah, this spot is, uh, I mean, it's in the heart of Renton. And honestly, I, I've kind of lived in, in and out of gyms in different cities for the last, you know, better part of a decade. And it's pretty special here, not to get all uh, sentimental. You know, mm-hmm. you guys know me out more of the joking type, but he's a very, very incredibly knowledge strength coach. Um, and it's very rare in that industry to have a guy like a lot of the strength coaches are what I like to call meat sticks, you know? So they just like put more weight on the bar, right? Push it harder. Like like, what on God's green earth, you know, there's like anyways, and then you kind of get the opposite, which is like, you'll get the extreme nerd strength coach. who's like, you know what, when you're doing this right here, 
I want you to like focus on your pinky toe pressing out on a 45 degree <laughs> angle. <and you're> like, <laughs> yeah, that's where, where Luca is like all time where he know he can do both and has like a very great, great program. And I think that, like you said, Becky and, there's a couple Seahawk guys that roll in and out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, the rugby team's obviously here. It's a pretty special gym. They, they've got a bunch of great members. It's kind of like a, a really cool community. So I've really enjoyed it. They've uh, It's my first official off-season here. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have heard, but Canada's attempting to uh, transition from democracy to communism. Oh. So I, decided to, uh, <laughs> so I, decided I have all my Canadian friends. For now. And I mean, like here in America, obviously we have, you know, conflicting sides of politics and, and, and opinions on presidents and that all of my Canadian friends seem to just despise Trudeau. Uh, well, I think if you would have been pre COVID, there was a mix, right? But right. at this point, like, even if you're, even if you're, and I get America is riddled with political hostility, but I mean, my hometown is in like stay at home order, like handing out tickets. If you walk outside, Jeez. Like I heard one yesterday that uh, uh, four people rented an Airbnb and went to go fishing. So like, I don't know, but I feel like fishing is a pretty COVID free, you know, environment. It's outside. There's only four people. I was fishing three weeks ago. Yes. And uh, the Airbnb neighbor called the cops on them because they're encouraging ratting. That's a big thing right now in Canada. Rat on your neighbor. Okay. So the Airbnb called, these are like, people that I know called them, Jesus. called the police, police showed up 900 bucks to each kid. Damn. It's like, wow. I, I mean, I don't want to sound like a complete maniac here, but it's like, it's a little, it's a little aggressive. Let's just say that. It's a little <laughs> yeah. aggressive. So you can't even go back into Canada or, or you- I can because I'm a citizen, but I'm worried that, you know, if I don't obey, yeah. The rules, a.k.a. if I decide to step outside for a breath of fresh air, that I'll be in trouble. So I'm just, you know, I'm going to, I like Seattle, man. I'm chilling here. I love it here. It's been good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like how you brought yeah. that back. Like, it's yeah, it's a, it's a real serious thing. But anyhow, Seattle's dope. Yeah, no one's giving you a <laughs> yeah, ticket. Seattle's no one's great. I'm walking you around. Yeah. You know, things are good. <laughs> and it's funny is the rest of the country thinks we're crazy up here. Yeah, I mean. Like, te- um, Texas, like my buddy's down in Austin. He's like, yeah, Austin's back. They're not worried. I think a lot of places are back it, from what I've been told. Not that I've been, not that I've been in a lot of places, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> what was a bit strange though. And I always wonder, like, maybe you guys can help me out here, but like, I mean, I have Twitter. I'm not like a crazy Twitter person, but the one thing that beyond all, like the polarizing views, what I always wonder is like, who starts the rumor? And what I mean by that is like, I remember a couple of weeks ago, they were like, yo, we're, we're rolling back from phase three to phase two. And I was like, Oh no, saying so like, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it was like, yo man, we're not actually doing that. We're going to pause phase three. And I'm like, I didn't know you could put, put pause on these things. You know what I'm saying? I thought we just would stay in pace phase three, but I like the term <laughs> pause. Great, great term. But, um, and then all of a sudden, it's like, I read something the other day, and it's like, yo, man, we're going to be 100% open on June 30th, barring, you know, X, Y, and Z. So, and, you know, everyone was excited, but for me, that kind of begged the thought of what or who 
spread the rumor that we were going to roll back because mm-hmm. it wasn't true. Dude, I I think about that a lot with the internet. It's like sometimes we'll talk about something even on our show and like you'll get texts or messages that conflict what the other person says, but each person says it with such conviction. I'm like, where are we getting like I wish there was like a resource where we could get factual information because I feel like people are just making s up as we go along and then people are buying it if it's if it comes off confident enough. Well, yeah, but I think too like I think I don't know that I would call that one a rumor. I think somebody from the governor's office was like, "Yeah, we're going to yeah. roll back." And then like no numbers went up, so they were like, "Uh, screw it. We'll open up." <laughs> right? So, there's I no guess set my, game plan. Yeah. But who's the snitch then, Ted? Who's the guy who went to the media and was like, "Yo, we're going to roll back." It's like you didn't know we were going to roll back and we might have been rolling back. And why did you have to tell everyone that? Well, like, as, why did you have to like you know what I'm saying? It'd be like, I you know what, you. guys, I'm signing with a CFL team. It's like, well, I'm not actually signing with CFL team, but I'm just going to tell you that so you can tweet about it. Oh, I just did. Yeah. Have fun in Saskatchewan there, Luke. And then it just drives like this wild amount of anger towards one another. And I'm like, this isn't even true to begin with. And now people are arguing about it. Yeah. I wonder how we're going to look back in like 20, 30 years on like what this period of time was like for all of us, because I just feel like there's going to be a lot of people looking back on it and just be like, wow, we all collectively lost our minds on both sides. Yeah, I'll be honest with you, though, Steve. I've got a wild conspiracy theory about 20, 30 years from now okay. that probably won't make your your, uh, you know, that the, the powers that be won't let it air on here. So maybe afterwards I can explain it. Uh-oh. But uh, I don't think we're going to be writing any history books in 20, 30 years, if you know what I'm saying. Because somebody else is going to be writing them for us. That's all I'm going to say. Take it how you want it, man. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the story about history. The victor gets to write it. Exactly, Ted. <laughs> I got a feeling that the Roman Empire is falling. <laughs> I mean, look, I love history. We know this one through the years. <laughs> And we already Bad started, day, man. And we already started the conspiracy theory that uh, Zoom has started the coronavirus yeah, uh, right before we started the podcast with you. Love that. As we're I mean, on big Zoom. win for Zoom. Yeah. I mean, before it, no one even knew the hell who they were. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of conspiracies, <laughs> do you guys mind if I just keep on this rant? Of course. Yeah. Go ahead. Are you guys into the whole the whole cryptocurrency stuff? I. I, dude, I've even tried reading things like cryptocurrency for dummies, and I'm just too stupid to really get what the hell is going on. I don't That's know fair. I, mean, I don't I, know if Ted is. Uh, I have friends that have been in it for a while and this and that. I, I know enough, but I am not invested in it. So I guess what I'm confused is, I don't know if you guys saw, but there's a crypto crash today. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, how does something that's not attached to any value crash by 50%? <laughs> How is that possible? Like, you know, you think of 08, it's like the market tanked because of the housing market. You know, every other crash, it's usually like the market tank because of this. Mm-hmm. It's like crypto crash because of what? Like, how does crypto crash? Because everybody sold at the same time? Like, if so, I need to get on that Reddit thread so that I know when I should sell. Well, I thought today like, the crash was because China wasn't going to accept it. Is that what they said? I I, I, I was I on Twitter no before I came in here, but I haven't seen like I did. Yeah, Ted, I, maybe I don't know cryptocurrencies, but I thought that the point one of there's numerous one of the points of cryptocurrencies was that 
it didn't like the market, for example, reacts to news. It's like, how does a cryptocurrency react to news? It's literally the algorithms are supposed to be able to be like, yo, this is like a, a stable currency that's not affected by nonsense. At least so I thought. Right. But remember, it went down like two weeks ago because Tesla was like, we're not going to take Bitcoin anymore. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Elon is I have a very strange relationship with Elon, to be honest with you. I love the guy one moment. I want to strangle him the next. <laughs> I think a lot of people right, would right, agree like, with that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that kind of yeah. sums him up. There are moments where I'm like, this guy seems like the best guy ever with his 420 and 69 yeah. jokes. And then I'll be like, oh, my gosh, this guy seems like he's the making of an evil villain. No question. Yeah. I mean, he tanked the entire market for a day. And I'm like, you know, man, maybe put like a PSA out. Like, hey, guys, in an hour, I'm going to put a really absurd tweet about Bitcoin out. Mm -hmm. Sell now, you know, like. I mean, it's wild market manipulation. Obviously, it's crypto, so it's not governed. But I'm like, man, this guy's he's on a heater, to say the least. Yeah. And I mean, the ideally, right, it's one central currency. So it, that stuff wouldn't affect it as much. But yeah, I will say this. I don't think it's going to go away. And I don't, you know. Oh, it's, it's not going away. Yeah. Like, it's crashed before. Like, today was probably one of the first days I thought about buying in. <laughs> That's very fair. That's yeah. very fair. But I don't understand how. So, I mean, what can I buy with the cryptocurrency? Like, you know what I mean? That's the part that I, I still have a hard time understanding. Like, I can't go to a store and like say, hey, here's my cryptocurrency. Can I buy this jacket? Or is it more like a stock in a sense? Well, I have to cash it out and then get actual money. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm just completely ignorant to cryptocurrency. I mean, ideally, that was, that's why it was such a big deal when Tesla said we're not going to accept it anymore. Right. Because then it kind of devalued it. So, if it works the way it's planned to, eventually you would be able to just use it to just buy. go to a store. But you would only need a small, minute part of a coin, if that makes sense. Do I have to cut it? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, <laughs> right. see. Then you're going to have to get on the dark web. I mean, I, I can't. Right. No, I'm with you. Like, my one thing about Bitcoin, i am uh, got a few of the altcoins, but I'm just like, even the altcoins, it's like, I mean, let's say Bitcoin was accepted as a, form of currency worldwide you know one day it's like imagine having to go to the store and being like yo can i get like you know you're at the gas station on a road trip you're like hey you stop in there get a couple waters and a gatorade it's like yeah that'll be 0. 0.000312 bitcoin and you're like i mean think of the math on this stuff man like is that really what we want to do like can we not just get yo that'll be you know can we not just go in point fives <laughs> I mean, at this rate, like, let's say Bitcoin gets to 100,000, it's going to be like, you know, five zeros removed before a, uh, a pe you know, you get a small purchase. Mm -hmm. I mean, I Maybe there'll be another coin for that. Well, you see people pay with their phones already. So I just yeah, assume I think the technology be. would be there. You just be like, all right. You just flash your phone at it and that's, it just takes the money I mean, out. think about being an accountant for Bitcoin, though. That's somebody's got to write this stuff down, man. And what about the gentlemen's clubs? How the hell are you going to be able to make it rain with Bitcoins? Now, see, that's a question. Yeah. Do you have to just buy little random pieces of paper with the Bitcoins, and then you just have a ridiculous amount of just paper like Monopoly money? That, and then the next thing, too, is, I mean, we've all heard the whole pizza story. So it's like, let's say you buy a pack of gum with Bitcoin. When it has a value like that, I mean, does that mean that in 15 years, that pack of gum, gum is going to be worth 10 grand? I don't know. I, did you chew it? <laughs> <laughs> this is the same with like all the, 
I feel this way even with stocks. Like I have all my friends like, oh, you got to get in on this, got to get in on this. And I, I try and do all the research and I'm just like, I don't even know what to believe. I don't know what's, what's you know, because you go on the internet, then you read like on these Facebook groups and it's just like, Today, AMC took a dip, and so people are losing their minds about that. And then other people are like, this is a good thing. We needed to take a dip. I'm like, man, just let me know when I'm rich because I don't understand what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, did AMC take a dip, by the way? Because I was in yes. that fight for the good fight. Yeah, it took like a mile. Like it went from like 14 to 12, give or take. That yeah. hurts. Yeah, for some people, some of my friends, it probably hurts a lot. But they're they're, <laughs> they're rather optimistic that it's going to turn back around, and we just got to hold on for dear life, Luke. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Even if it doesn't, just the principle of that whole thing, there is no way I was ever selling, and I'll yeah. keep it. I'll keep it 35 years from now. I mean, I, I'll sell, but gets to 100, like they say. But what I'm saying is, the principle was like you know everybody against mm-hmm. the, the right. Wall Street hedge funds screw the head funds so yeah. i joined the good yeah. fight man and i'm not gonna lie i'm like i don't care if i lose all this money i'm not selling it i do like i won't it, let them win it would be a great moment in our lives if we were a part of something where it did take down the hedge funds just a bunch of people on reddit all bad, like gathering together on facebook groups and all that and, and we made something yeah dude, if it goes up to a hundred thousand man i'm getting myself a pool in my backyard you better believe i'm selling that stuff no question yeah no question <laughs> that's just like i remember i told that to my wife i'm like hey they're trying to make a few of my friends are saying we should do this she's like well what do we stand to make out of this i'm like all right <laughs> if you believe what some of the optimistic people believe we could turn this hundred dollars <laughs> into a million dollars and she's like yeah let's do that that sounds like a good idea i was like okay just make sure you're okay with that and then it just get then you get sucked into it and then you're like well i'll put another hundred in. i'll put another hundred in and it's like now i'm like and a little bit more dangerous in. Da- yes well it's gambling and it shows just how greedy you like oh well five million is not enough i mean i'd rather make 10 million ted so i should double up on what i've put in you know i mean that's just kind of it's I have friends that have like, you know, uh, like 4,000 shares into this. And I'm just like, man. Well, I mean, that's the thing with crypto. Some people, what, three and a half years ago had crazy amounts in their account, but they didn't they didn't cash out. Right. So, I mean, that's the other roller coaster ride you're dealing with that stuff. But again, I would keep it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, Ted. I might have been one of those guys, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I saw uh, Oka- or, uh not Wilson, but Russell uh, with Akun. Like he yeah. said today, he's like, "I am not selling. Like whatever, keep it." And he gets paid in Bitcoin. Yeah, or it was part of his contract. Yeah, yeah. Co- yeah. So I had put some money into a variety of coins in 2017, and in in two weeks, I had uh, a 200 percent um gain, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm." I'm going to be rich forever, man. Like this thing will never end. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Within the next year, I was down 98%. <laughs> and um, I just let it sit and let it sit. I'm like, all right, well, you know, it's so low now. It's time to worse sell. <laughs> yeah. And then it shot back this year that I was up quite a bit. And then uh, with this morning's crash, you know, I might have just done exactly what Steve said and been like, well, I'm going to reinvest. But I, I unfortunately, why the crypto market really crashed was the day after anything that I invest in mm-hmm. the next day, it's bound to crash. So, you know, I put some money in the next day. Elon tweeted the next week. Crypto crashes. 
you know, it's pretty par for the course of my my own investment advice. <laughs> I feel like somehow Steve and I can make money off of you doing that all the time. Yes. No, I, I was telling my boys <laughs> doing like, it. from now on, any stock that I pick, I'll put in my my fellows group chat and you guys just do the polar opposite and you're bound to make money. <laughs> How'd you get rich? We just didn't listen to Luke. <laughs> yeah, the opposite. <laughs> All right, we got Luke Wilson with us. Uh, Ted, why don't we take a quick break? Uh, Luke, just now? hold on for it. I know, I know. All okay. right. We talked enough money. Let's talk some football when the Megacast returns. These two guys are still hungover from the weekend. Ted and Steve will be back when the Megacast returns. The CDC says fully vaccinated Americans no longer need to wear masks. Good news for some, but for others, it's mask withdrawal. I haven't used teeth whiteners. My teeth look like corn nuts. I have a galaxy of acne scars. I better get an appointment to wax my mustache. I look like Tom Selleck. I'm wanted by the FBI. If you're suffering from mask withdrawal, talk to your doctor. They can prescribe something that will help. Yeah, you guessed it. It's from Pfizer. It's okay to take the mask off. Don't suffer alone. Put your best face forward. They are two men in their 40s that just had a slumber party together. Losers. The mega cast is back. All right, we're back. Megacast, we are here with Luke Wilson via Zoom. Luke. All right, well, let's talk about other things. You, uh, We were talking a couple weeks ago. You ruined one of my favorite TV shows. Hard Knocks? Yeah. Ah. I was like, yeah. man, I like that show. And then I saw you talk about it. I was like, son of a. Yeah, it's trash, man. Yeah. Ted's trash, dude. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you because I've seen some stuff and I'm like, yo, Hard Knocks is cool, but like. It's just not. I mean, they just put a fake narrative for the majority of it. I mean, some of it's real, obviously, but a lot of it is. And then it also gets strange because the coaches have the final say of like what can be cut and not cut. Mm-hmm. Like there's a bunch of rules like that, but uh, I didn't really get into it, but maybe on this podcast, it'll be a little more lenient. I think that interview you're talking about Ted was on uh, Q13. Does yeah. that sound right? Yeah. So they, I, you know, it, they were probably a little more buttoned up. No offense, guys, but I feel like I could be a little less buttoned up here. We're a sloppy mess. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> to reiterate what I was saying in that was once I got burned on that whole situation, I would wait for like really pristine moments and like grab the boom mic or like shout really loud so the boom mic would pick it up or like just blow up the whole scene and like say like, absurd things but whoever they're interviewing having like an std um you know say something stupid about the i knew the producer's name so i'm like i was talking to them i'm like listen man i mean they all thought it was like funny but i think at the same point it got like to the point where i was just an annoying turd the entire time because it was like i tried to sabotage the show as much as humanly possible I mean, maybe I'm a bad guy. Maybe I'm a bad guy. Well, you know, you get burned. You want to burn somebody back. So when I mean, you- it wasn't even that I got burned. It was the way that they did it. 
And then when I went up to him and they were like, that wasn't you. And I'm like, uh, wasn't me like, are you guys serious? It was a five foot, 10, 185 pound African-American receiver. Okay. Like I don't look anything like this guy. Right. I'm sorry, but you guys clearly edited this whole thing and made it up. Like you cannot tell me that one person in your editing studios or your film was like, Hey man, this probably isn't a good idea. Yeah, right. Like that's probably not him. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It was unfortunate, but my boys did get to make fun of me a bunch. Um, you know, getting uh, that was the first time I was cut from a football team mm-hmm. or from a sports team in quite a while to be. Honest. And uh, having that done on national television was actually a little more enjoyable than I thought it would be. <laughs> um. You know, so? I was like, dude, I'm really sorry. I'm like, ah, it's kind of funny. Like, if it happened to someone, it should happen to me. So I thought that was part was kind of funny. And um, the next week in San Francisco, I kind of felt like a bit of a celebrity for the first time in my life. <laughs> and I'll explain to you what I mean by that. Um, I was in, does anyone know the big park in San Francisco? Oh, like gosh. Golden gonna, Gate Park? Not Golden Gate. There's another one everyone goes to. Oh, is it by those famous houses? Mm, that I've been to that one, not that right. house. Not there's one. I mean, maybe there's more than one. <laughs> you talking about the full house house? Yeah, there's like a famous park that looks over at yeah. the house, like those row homes and stuff. Yeah, oh. you guys can still hear me, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we still hear you. Okay, I, I'm looking this up because um, I feel like it'll it'll help us out. Not Golden Gate, Mission Dolores. All right. So I'm, I stroll into Mission Dolores and this dude comes up to me. And again, I, I don't know how offside I'm allowed to be, but he's like, dude, you're the guy from Hard Knocks. I'm like, what's up, man? And he's like, come, come hang with the crew. So I'm like, I'm now known as the guy from Hard Knocks. Right. You know? And uh, he's <laughs> later tells me that he's tripping acid, but he gave me one of the coolest lines of all time. And I use this, I use this all the time. Mig, sorry, you have to edit this all out. Is just, no, just, no, just be uh, good. No, okay. no, no. This is completely fine. Trust me. Nice. Okay. No, okay. no. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious that so, a guy's tripping on acid recognizes you. And it's like, come yeah, back out. It's like, you're the guy from Hard Knocks. I'm like, oh, great. So um, later on, we're hanging. I was not doing acid for the record, but I was <laughs> with my buddy. And, uh, and and we're in this park and there's, I mean, there's a Gwidditch game going on a run corner. There's, I don't know what, I mean, there's some wild things going on in this park. Um, but a male and a female come up and they're selling cookies. And the guy on acid is like drooling at this point. And he's looking, he's like, Hey, Hey, and he's screaming at these cookie people. And he's like, he's like, ah, are those weed cookies? And he's, I'm like, well, I don't know why you're yelling at these poor people, man. They just came over to offer cookies. And they're like, no. And it was for some, uh, it was actually cookies for charity. And she's like, no, but they're for this charity. And I'm like, I don't think he want the cares with the charity this moment, lady, but it's all good. Um, she's like, oh, okay, never mind, never mind. So I was confused because I'm like, you know, we're in a public park. It's a Sunday afternoon. I'm like, do people really come around and, uh, you know, sell drugs in the middle of the park via, you know, weed cookies or not? And I was like, did you really think those are weed cookies or are you like trying to be funny? And he goes, yeah, man, what do you mean? 
He's looking at me like I'm the idiot. Right. I'm like, I don't know, bro. <laughs> I've only been in San Francisco for a little bit. And he looks at me and goes, bro, I buy my shrooms here on Venmo. I go, first off, that's pretty iconic. Secondly, then he looks at me and he goes, yeah, you haven't been here very long, have you? I go, no. He goes, San Francisco, you want to know something about this place? I go, sure. He goes, this place is lawless. And he just stomps off and leaves. <laughs> like the what? Like the ultimate. Yes, yes. I, I'll never forget that, man. I, I really enjoyed uh so I use the term lawless all the time now. You know, especially if there's like a COVID a, a COVID free-ish, or let's say there's a place that, that is not COVID sensitive, mm-hmm. you know, I'll just look around and be like, bro, this place is lawless, you know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Ted and I have had an experience in San Francisco that involved hallucinogenic, so we kind of do understand yeah. what this guy's talking about. I mean, dude, it's, I, I, you guys get it, man. I was shocked. I mean, it was it was no holds bar up there, man. You could do whatever the hell you Sunday at Mission Dolores Park, man. You could do whatever the hell you wanted. Yeah, it was. Probably couldn't kill anyone. That's not true. You probably couldn't kill anyone. But short of that, you probably could do whatever the hell you wanted. I pissed on a cop car yelling, I own this city or we own this city. Uh, while on mushrooms, and, and and I didn't get in any trouble for it. Because it's, it's, it's lawless. lawless. Yeah. You didn't know. You didn't know at the time. It's, it's lawless. Yeah. I was like, I almost got stabbed by a piece of a broken bottle oh from a homeless gosh. dude and had to, had to encounter the man. I, Ted, I'm telling this was in San Francisco, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ted threw the homeless man about like half of a block of distance because he tried to kill us with a bottle. Yeah, that's fair. This was my. This was my. Um, <laughs> I always forget that story until we bring it up. It's always the most. I love it. I love it. Yeah, we. Uh, cities. I mean, it's mayhem. We went. Flawless. We went. To, we went to a, a bowl game. Uh, was it Maryland? Maryland and Oregon, and Oregon State. State. And I brought mushrooms to it. And so we took mushrooms, and then we were like, "Well, we need to get some weed." So a friend of a friend was there from, from of Ted's, and he's like, "Oh yeah, he'll he'll be like our chaperone," not realizing that we were all on mushrooms. And we're like, we need weed. And he takes us to Tenderloin District. And it was like middle of the night, raining. And we're just walking the streets. And this guy tried to get some money from us. And we kept saying no, kept saying no. We eventually got the weed. But then this guy got pissed at us, broke a bottle, and like just started waving at us. And Ted just, without missing a beat, just threw the dude. And then he tried to uh, uh, like summon a bunch of help. And it was like other homeless guys who were laughing at him as he was getting as thrown. He, right, as he was sliding down the street. <laughs> good, good. That sounds like a traditional San Francisco uh, day, to be honest. But after that happened, we felt like there was just we were just untouchable. Yeah, there was nobody going to stop us at that point. We're sending drinks across bars. You, yeah, we're hitting on girls in front of their boyfriends. Uh, w- once COVID settles down, we might have to take a trip, us three down there, and do a, and do a podcast live from Lawless Land. In. Dude, that's funny you say that. I literally, I have a good friend from up here. Oh, you've met him. He was the uh, third guy with us years ago at the facility. But he lives in San Francisco now. Like, for some reason this morning, I was showering. I was like, I got to get down there again. I love that city. Oh, my God. This was my thing. And and going back, tying this into the hard knocks, I tell people this all the time. So I was out of football for two weeks, then I eventually signed back with Seattle. Uh, Those two weeks were nothing shy of, incredible and what i mean by that is it was like an adrenaline rush walking to breakfast in the morning like i'd wake up and be like all right luke like i would live by myself and i'd literally be giving myself self-talks like 
keep your eyes peeled. You don't know what's going to be outside today, but like be fluid, be ready to go, man. It's like you walk out there, it's, you know, eight 30 in the morning and someone's taking a dump in the road. There's a dude shooting up hair beside you and you're like, Oh, here we go. I got to walk to breakfast. It's 10 minutes away. You know, and it was just, I mean, the adrenaline's gone. I'm locked in. I'm like, don't make eye contact with this guy. I don't know what's going on over there. It's, uh-huh. I mean, it was a lot of fun. I'll be honest. I really enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. There's always random yelling guy, like just screaming oh. about something. Every morning, the street smelled like something else that was foul. I didn't know if it was a dead <laughs> animal, human feces. Who knew? All right. I got another yeah. question for you. I know you weren't there very long, but I did. I grew up in D.C. area and then lived in Baltimore for years. I was like, did you get any crab cakes when you were in Baltimore? I didn't. I oh, did it. You're killing me. So I'll tell you why, Ted. This, this is a superstition. In the Baltimore situation, I think Baltimore is just bad energy for me. Um, my like second year, I think it was my second year, maybe my third. We went to Baltimore and played in Baltimore. And we actually beat the hell out of them. I think Doug Baldwin scored like two or three touchdowns. It was great. We won by a bunch. But um, I ate crab cakes. This, again, this is six years ago. I ate crab cakes for the game. And I played one of the worst football games of my career. And I was like, you know what? It must have been the crab cakes. So since then, I've never eaten crab cakes with regards to anything. If football is even in the near future, I'm like, no, it'll be bad energy for me, man. It's like, it's like a, they've been hexed for me. So when I was in Baltimore, I'm like, bro, I can't touch these crab cakes. Meanwhile, I think just being in the general vicinity of good crab cakes makes me play bad football. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't wasn't ideal. So, so Luke, uh, I, I don't know if you uh, are, are the hopes still though to pick up and, and and still do stuff in the NFL, or or are you just fully transitioning to doing the rugby stuff and just like well, what's the plans? Like, are, are, do you still have hopes of uh, doing stuff with the Seahawks or with another team, or or what's going on in your yeah, world? Yeah, I I do. Steve, um, it's been a weird year. You know, this is the first year I haven't been signed at this point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, my agent's a great guy. So he tells me that it's completely normal, but it doesn't feel that normal. I feel like it's just like, you know, it's like one of those guys trying to be like, it's okay, buddy. Bat me on the back. But um, <laughs> it's okay. No one wants you, man. But someday someone will want you. Anyway. <laughs> Um, I am still trying to play football. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I feel, you know, pretty healthy. I feel young. I still have the maturity of a 23 year old. So right. that always helps. Um, but I'm right now, I'm just kind of waiting on a phone call and, you know, you get all these tidbits that, you know, this team's interested and this team's interested and it's a waiting game. And, and, you know, Steve, obviously, uh, Seattle would be the dream, but, um, I always feel like the majority of the people in the Seahawks building are like very pro me coming back, but there's like evil lurking powers. I don't know who they are yet. I've never been able to quite, they might just be in my head, <laughs> but um, they just don't want me back there, you know? Huh? So who knows? Had to feel good though. When you came back and just, I mean, social media just blew up with people losing their minds. Like all the fans that just were like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah, it was exciting. And like, again, even going back to the HBO thing, I was devastated when I didn't make the Raiders. Mm-hmm. 
but it was like, you know, if I, you would have told me that week four, I'd be playing for the Seahawks and, uh, you know, then next year re-sign with Seattle, then I, I, you know, I would have taken that trade. So like in the long run, it was pretty special. And just, I don't know, another strange way when like playing here for five years and then leaving for year six and then coming back, like being able to kind of reforge some of those bonds, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. It's kind of like when you leave somebody and you come back, it's like, there's a lot of people in there that I, I really, uh, I don't want to say took for granted when I was younger, but didn't like appreciate as much as I should have. So I think I did a better job of, you know, creating some of those relationships. I'm getting sappy again, guys. I'm sorry, Matt. <laughs> well, I mean, isn't that like the old saying, the tough part about like the hardest part about being a pro athlete is you die twice, right? Cause it's like, you get cut from this thing you, you worked your whole life to do. And then it's like, as an adult, you got to start back over and be like, all right, so what do I do now? Yeah. And, and Ted, to be honest, that's been going through my head a bit um, just recently. Cause I mean, I do, and I'm, I know it's, you know, being a little dramatic, but I do think I'll eventually get a call this year where it'll be. I'm not sure, but it's like, I've got to kind of come to grips that, you know, this year, you know, if it goes well, maybe next, but like I'm at the tail end of this thing, mm-hmm. you know, it's looking pretty bleak right now. And having all this time now, I've just been like, man, like it's kind of more of a colder reality for me that at some point, like you said, I'm going to like be done. And, uh, what the hell am I going to do, man? <laughs> Dude, I, 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 when you figure it out, let us know, too, because I get yeah. scared even within radio. It's like, you know, I mean, the older we get, granted, we have a way longer shelf life than a, an athlete, but there comes a point where you get phased out. And then it's like, well, what the hell is my na-? The older I get, the less skilled I am at anything else. And that's kind yeah. of a scary yeah. thought. Like, dude, like the, I mean, Ted, I don't know if you've think about that in your head like i know i'm not gonna be able to retire on this job i hope i will but i'm pretty sure it's not gonna happen so what's so that's why amc needs to pick up the pace and get to a hundred thousand to say that migs i was just about to say that <laughs> i mean dude the last full-time job i had before radio i was a janitor like right. is that my fallback i was flipping burgers yeah yeah guys that trust me if there's someone who's resonating with me now um the other thing that's like a bit scary for me just being honest Mm -hmm. is um you know i like to party you know (laughs) and uh i mean who doesn't right Right. well yeah i mean not me it's like i've never really been on it and people think that you guys are gonna laugh but i'm really especially last five or six years i would consider myself a very below average partier because i've always been like hey man i gotta train i gotta train i gotta train like it's not worth it so yeah i'll pick and choose a night here and there but it's never been a consistent like party vibe no we, and, we tried uh, for years to get you to go to spokane with us for our hockey tournaments and you are always taking the high road man <laughs> yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry Vicks. but now it's like if there's no you know reason to be in peak performance mode i got a feeling i might go on just a year-long bender <laughs> I mean, why not right well for a why lot not? of right? for a lot of people the best memories yeah for a lot of people that's like 24 25 but you were playing yeah. in the league. 21. Yeah, yeah so you, I'm like, like I said, my maturity is still at 23 here, boys. I'm ready for a year-long bender when this thing's over. <laughs> and just, you know, all these serious feelings about having to move on and figure out my life, just, you know, prolong them for a full year by being immature. Yeah. 
I, I will think say, that's a great idea. It's a great I mean, idea. And trust me, spend <laughs> at least two months of that here. Because, yes. I mean, every time well, we even mention your name, social media blows up. People love you in this town, dude. Yeah. I love this town, man. I think I'm going to move here. I was Unfortunately, say, I, mean, I feel like you could. I don't know how for free. Maybe here's your thing with Seattle, guys. Maybe you guys can help me out. Who are the people that are buying these homes? Like, <sighs> right? Who are they? I think they're. I think Who they're, feels comfortable enough to get to spend two million dollars on a fifteen hundred square foot condo? Okay, I'm like, dude, these people are nuts. They must have a money tree in there in their backyard or something. It's the dot commers, man. Amazon. I had a few friends oh, yeah. that worked at Amazon and they had, I mean, basically a studio apartment and they were, they, it was like an, a million dollar studio apartment. And I'm just like, this is ridiculous. Like I'm in Puyallup and I've got five times the size of your house for more than half the cost, half less. Yes. Yeah. Well, some that's of Amazon. The only, that's the only. That's really the only bone I have to pick with Seattle, man. Other than that, I, I love this place, but I'm just like, dude, I'm going to be renting my whole life and too cheap. Yeah. Unless AMC goes to the moon, of course, Megs. If right, it goes yeah. to the moon, then we're going to buy it. We're going to buy a condo building then. You know what I'm saying? I've already told my boys that I'm getting a giant ape riding a rocket to the moon tattoo if, if this happens. <laughs> 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 well, holding love crayons that. with each of their names written into the crayons. I'm like, I'll do it. I don't care. Bunch of crayon Love eaters that. that we are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, yeah. I, know, I know, Ted, you got to get going yeah, I gotta, for your I gotta, show. I got to do my actual I, job. I feel bad Sorry, that Luke. we kept you as long as we have, and, and it sucks that we couldn't do this in studio. Okay. I don't know. Let, let me know, guys, because believe it or not, I live, uh, I live six minutes away from your studio right now, maybe less. Okay. So uh, if you guys ever opened up, if the powers would be, let me, I'd love to come by jump in there man well june 30th isn't that when everything's supposed to open back up again? that's what they say whoever they are yes. <laughs> dude as soon as they open back up like yeah let's get you back here and we'll do one of our uh, maybe podcast dinner experiences that we've done before love that appreciate you guys having me on oh dude it's so good yeah, to dude, catch good up to with you, you we, we miss you yeah miss you too guys we'll we'll, uh, we'll see each other soon and if not, we'll go to San Francisco and live some lawless activities. No question. No question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my man. Take care. Peace. All right. See you, brother. Bye-bye. So that, that, that was awesome. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what we expected, but it is what you, it's what you get. I mean, we went from like <laughs> random Bitcoin conversations to an incredible chat about just life after football possibly yeah uh, that was a blast thanks to luke wilson as always for joining us on the mega cast I, I do look forward to the time we can do it in studio it's weird with the zoom delay it is but i love that guy he's such a good dude yeah i mean he just i need to be one of those two he's just got a good soul yeah yeah you know what i mean good energy yeah. like you can just tell there's there's no phoniness to that dude i'm gonna send him a dm when i'm in baltimore eating crab cakes picture of it too yeah then but i don't want to jinx him Oh, yeah. Wait till he's fully done with football. <laughs> so maybe a couple of years. Oh, hopefully three years. I'll and say. come on, Seahawks, figure out a way. Let's keep him in Seattle. We got to go to a Seawolves game. I'm in. Yeah. Let's do that for sure. We'll, we'll reach out to him. We'll figure out if, if there's a time where he's going to be there. Yeah, man. All right. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at the Megacast. And uh, I think we're back next week. I'll be here. I'll be here too. All right. Let's plan on it, Steve. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs>